2: Friends, welcome to episode 40 of Clinton Baptiste Paranormal Bloody Podcast. Oh, thank you for joining us, friends. You know, it, it goes on and on and on, this thing, never-ending. With me to my left, hands off, is <laughs>
0: Linda Pollock. Please say hello, Linda. Hello, I'm back again. You wanted it, now you're gonna get it.
2: Now you are gonna bloody well get it. Linda, what have you been doing? Oh, uh, what have I been doing? In the preceding pre- previous week.
0: You know, ages ago, I was going for like loads of interviews really? and stuff and uh, trying all different kinds of things from I uh, tried a little bit of marketing. Go on, yes. Right, so one of them was a marketing job, right? And I thought, oh, I'm good at I've got the gift of the gap. I can sell stuff. Go like, on, I yes. I came up with a pitch. I didn't get the job, but afterwards, they were very nice about me and said, I think you'd be a great fit. Please don't be put off um, uh, coming back to us in the right. future right. if there's another job going. Well, I'm amazed that you didn't get the job. It, it, the on, yeah. I didn't get the job but it looks like one of us got what they wanted. In what way? I saw the campaign that I'd outlined last week. I was watching TV and there it was. Your own campaign? Yeah. And it does look very, very strange. Yeah. Go on, what is the,
2: what, am I allowed to know what the thing is or are not allowed to give the game it was away? it just an
0: idea and I, and I don't re, you know, it's it's a very murky business and I don't, I particularly want, I want to move on really. You've but, seen the idea where? Yeah, so I was watching TV yeah. and something came up and it was quite obvious that it was my idea, same organisation, using the same person I suggested as the spokesperson. You're
2: joking. Yeah, it was absolutely spot on. Do you on. want to say that now or is it going to be libelous if you start saying that out loud?
0: I'm saying it and I'm being very vague because, it turns out Loads of people have had that experience. I was talking to some friends of mine who no. work in marketing and they say it's a well-known thing. Bullshit. That you'll go in and pitch.
2: Yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, but but it, it's not it, like loads of people have had that experience that you reported and they've nicked that experience. Well,
0: no, what what it is, is they've had the experience, not necessarily at that particular place, which I'm not going to mention for right. obvious reasons, but that sometimes they'll go to, uh, you know, if you're going to marketing uh, yes. Uh, interviews. Yes, yes, and they'll nick it. They'll say, it. oh, what do you think yeah, about this? What would you do? Yes and they go oh you're not a great fit but then they'll use your idea and what can you do about it because at that point I had nothing so I couldn't say I've got an idea but I'm not going to tell you
2: I am going to tell you something now and this is really quite dangerous I have had two huge huge ideas and I'm going to say it now stolen off me and I'm going to be i am that close to telling you what they are one of them you know about right which featured a very very famous sketch series of sketches was then used as an advertising campaign for a well-known beer. Bastard! Uh, which I wrote and it got t- taken to the BBC and then it got taken over to an independent channel and then and I see it on television, performed by some very well-known a comedy duo and then I knew who had nicked it off me because I had shown in the sketch and it to this day is a very, very famous sketch and it makes my... Piss boil every time I see it. Right, it's on the front cover of their CDs. With, with these characters, yeah, I wrote that. And I've even had a sort of half an apology from the bloke who wrote it. And I'll tell you all about that in a minute when we're off air. Off air, that sounds very grand, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when I've we're, turned we're, off my laptop. When in, we press stop. <laughs> we press stop in my converted garage. And the other one is... Um, The other one is, and I've got to take my hat off to David Tennant, TV's Doctor Who. Oh, I like
0: him. Please don't tell me he's a villain.
2: No, no, he's lovely. He lived, he used to live, he rented a room with Arabella Weir. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: You know Arabella from The Fast Show. And... I used to live around that way and she lived virtually over the road from me and I used to go over there occasionally and David was there and I got to him when he was nobody nobody in the early 90s uh, and when Kelly McGuinness was still lovely and I went over there and I said what are you up to David and he told me he was doing a sitcom right and this sitcom he described to me and I went you are, and it was exactly what I had pitched to someone that had ended up. And do you know what he did? He's such a nice bloke. He gave me the scripts. Now, absolutely not allowed to give me scripts, and I took them away and photocopied them. And I had some legal representation. And do you know what happened? Of course, I just went, no, no, it's entirely a coincidence. But even to that, to this day, I'm still convinced. They're allowed. I wrote you virtually lifted off this
0: thing so be warned anyone who's doing anything like that be careful with your ideas because your genius is your intellectual property absolutely absolutely Uh, it's gone very serious like a right mug i don't know here's the thing now i'm wondering whether anyone ever got the job or whether it's just their way of harvesting ideas oh yeah possibly
2: possibly we've gone very very serious let's get back to the cockball ball. Titch, shit, bombs, yeah let's pits, have a laugh now knobs poos and all the rest of it Let's go to our first item have we finished with that yeah I think we've probably finished with that now let us go to this incredible story from take a break fate and fortune driven out by a black
0: magic curse yeah, I used to like them chocolates do you remember I do get on with it <laughs> Opening the front door, I felt my two-year-old daughter, Christy, freeze. I don't like it here, she whispered. Don't worry, it's lovely, I reassured her, leading her into the bungalow. But truth be told, I was trying not to frighten Christy because the place was giving me the creeps too. It was Christmas 2007 and my
2: husband John and I had taken Christy and our older daughter Georgie then ate needless detail, to view the two-bed modern bungalow in the middle of a wood in Essex. Well, straight away, you know what's going to happen.
0: (laughs) The surroundings should have been idyllic, but even walking through the trees on the way to the property, I'd felt uneasy. Something about the woods felt oppressive, heavy. And inside the bungalow, the atmosphere was even worse. Do you know what? I'm on edge. I've been spiritual all my life and know something in the bungalow did not want us there.
2: But six months earlier, we'd returned to the UK after living in Cyprus. We needed someone inexpensive to live. The rent's really cheap and the bills are included, I tried to convince myself. So, ignoring my misgivings, I told the landlady we'd take it.
0: A week later, on New Year's Day 2008, we moved in. The first thing I did was go into every room, smudging. Dirty. It's there's some stuff.
2: The energy seemed to lift, and for the first couple of weeks, everything was fine. The kids settled in, and I started to believe we could make the bungalow our home, but my doubts resurfaced when I made friends with the landlady's daughter, Sally, not her real name, (laughs) who was also spiritual.
0: Oh, darling, she told me! (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: my darling, you... Into the bungalow. There's a little child, her head is
0: missing, you know, mother. I hope that's a comfort. I want it. Actually, what Sally says, Sally, not her real name, says, I lived in the bungalow for a while, she confided one day. I hated it. I felt as if something was always trying to attack me. Oh. That's not good, I shivered.
2: (laughs) No, that's not good. Don't don't get too technical. (laughs) After all, after that, despite buying the girls a trampoline, Georgie refused to go into the garden. I hate it, she kept insisting. Then one day, when I persuaded her to come out to the garden with me and Christy, I spotted a huge black shadow mass writhing behind the fence that divided the garden from the woods
0: behind. Frantically, I called on the angels and spirit guides to protect us. Don't let it in, I prayed, ushering the girls into the house. A couple of nights later, John and I were watching TV in the living room when suddenly I spotted a figure in the hall walking from the girls' bedroom towards the bathroom. Must have needed a poo. It looked like Georgie, except it was made of white <laughs> wispy smoke. will not say that! Spooky!
2: <laughs> Must have needed a poo. Do me a favour. <laughs> Christ almighty.
0: It wanted a white wispy smoke poo. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, it passed through the closed bathroom door. Leaping up, I went to check on Georgie. He was fast asleep. I couldn't suppress a shudder. With <laughs> some evil entity... <laughs> Stop it! With some evil entity pretending to be my daughter... The following morning I was in the bathroom when I sensed I wasn't Oh god, it's all bathroom (laughs) stuff that's bloody hell. Catching movement in the corner of my eye, I gasped as the towel was yanked off the rail and thrown onto the floor. My nieces say that happens, but I just think they're lazy cats. They're
2: lazy. So she was in the bathroom. (laughs) Hold on. um, then my eyes were drawn to the mirror above the sink. <laughs> staring... Get this. Staring back at me from the glass was an evil-looking man with black shoulder-length hair. He raised one of his wrists... Oh, trigger and, warning! And Here we go. And started hacking at it with a large hunting knife. Bloody hell. My stomach churned with a horror. <coughs> Please get him away from me. I begged my spirit guides. But that night... I had a dream about the man. He was in the woods at night, the trees illuminated by the flickering light of of dozens of candles. Picking up a stick, he drew a five-pointed star, a pentagram, yes, we know that, into the earth. Then he placed stones and bones inside it. He was preparing to hold a black
0: magic ceremony. You are a very sexy man. I woke with a jolt. No wonder his energy felt so evil. The man used to carry out satanic rituals. I psychically sensed that back in the 1600s, this is what she's psychically sensing stroke, making up. He lived in a gypsy wagon in the woods. Don't say gypsy, racist. He practiced his rituals in the very place on which our bungalow now stood. No matter how I tried to spiritually cleanse the place, nothing worked. All the spirits in the bungalow,
2: including the landlady's dad, tried to Protect us, but there were no match for this evil phantom. Then Christy started waking up in the middle of the night, running into our bedroom. The man, she'd gasp between terrified sobs. Up until then, not wanting to freak John out, I'd kept the sinister happenings to myself, eh? What?
0: A slasher in the mirror, Just and you do not tell your partner.
2: She's had a vision of someone preparing bones doing a black magic ceremony. She's seen a man with shoulder-length black hair like Ian McShane in... <laughs> 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 what was that called, that thing? Deadwood. Deadwood. Can, can you get rid of it, John? Should... What a bastard, what a useless husband. (laughs) Can't you get rid of it? John shuddered when I told him what had been going on. I tried to, but it's just too strong, I replied.
0: A few days later, we were about to head out to visit family when I realised I'd forgotten my keys, dozy mare. Mm -hmm. I'd nipped back to my house to retrieve them from my dressing table. But standing at the bedroom door, I saw it in my third eye. The black, swirling mass I'd seen on the other side of the garden fence.
2: I'm having sex at the moment. Praying for protection, I opened the door. My heart thudded as I raced across the room, grabbed my keys, and then ran out of the house. I hate it here. I want to move, I told John. And he agreed with me. He's useless, John. He agreed with me. Yeah, go on. A
0: short while later, Georgie had a friend round to play. They went into the woods to collect leaves. Oh, that sounds like a fun afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Very Enid Blyton. After around 20 minutes, Georgie burst into the house carrying something huge... And dirty cream coloured, oh my God. Look what I found, she said. I think it's a bone. The hairs on the back of my neck stood on end. I sensed the bone, which looked as if it belonged to a horse, had been used during one of the evil man's black magic sacrifices.
2: Put it back where you found it, I told Georgie, trying to sound calmer than I felt. I started getting visions of this evil man carrying out his terrible ceremonies, holding chalices of blood. He was trying to get into my head. Soon, I was having panic attacks, struggling to function. One day, walking down the high street in a nearby town, I stumbled across a spiritual shop. The owner took one look at my grey, troubled face. You've come to the right place, she told me gently. She handed me some bogey, bogey stones, rocks with halite and chasmia fortune for them <laughs> <laughs> with some panpipe CDs and some other shit from those places like
0: the witchy version of Holland and Barrett yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they got ground in properties as I sat holding them I felt at peace
0: for the first time in months I joined the shop owner's spiritual circle to learn how to protect myself and my family with the help of her expensive products. <laughs> Thankfully, in August, after being in the bungalow eight months, we found another property and moved out. Oh, that's that sorted then. Yeah. Now I work as a spiritual healer, therapist and tarot reader and often help others going through similar torment at the hands of dark entities. How do you help them by telling them to move out? Presumably you point them in the
2: direction of this woman's expensive <laughs> shop in some trendy middle-class area like um, Hampstead or something. <laughs> I know! No, the dark side is real. The evil man will never be cleared from the woods because he's too powerful. We had a very lucky escape. And what an anticlimax!
0: Undermined by a picture underneath all this bullshit of their daughters bouncing happily on the trampoline. I think for the next series <laughs> we need
2: to find a slightly better publication, don't
0: you? <laughs> My question is, have you ever moved
2: into a place, have you lived in a place that you, and I know you're a poo-pooer, has there been a place where you've had a bad feeling, haven't enjoyed living, mm. gradually got used to? Mm.
0: Yes, I used to live in a student accommodation yeah. uh, a long, long time ago and I I was in what used to be the front parlour. That was my bedroom. Yes. And my uh, wardrobe was against the old front door. That didn't feel right. Also, I was next to a cellar. Right. None of us ever went into, but it just felt weird sitting, sleeping over a cellar. Okay. And did anything happen? Was any sp- spooky stuff? No, but um, once I was so drunk... Uh, in one of the first weeks at university that I couldn't make it up the stairs. So I stood on what was the big old bay window and was very violently sick out the top of the window. Oh, God. And I was wearing um, just just pants. When...
2: Just thinking about that for a
0: second. <laughs> when
2: I was a student uh, in Leicester, yes, I did actually go to college. Yeah. We live with a blog and I won't say his name. You know, living with students, he was the. F- it's really reminded me. God, he was filthy. He would eat his dinner and and wipe his hands on the curtain as he walked. No, no. You, mostly chips, greasy stuff, and I go, excuse me, do you mind? He said, "What? You don't do that to bloody curtains." In it the, was in the place in which you live. It was disgusting. And then he did a poo out the window one day, and, it, and, and to this day, and I won't tell you the address. There is a mark on the wall. I promise you, it was like a sort of bay window out the front. I don't know why. What a bloody idiot! Oh, it was horrible that flat. It,
0: at least I was not. I was being pragmatic. I could not get up the stairs in time. There was no, no other way around. It was going to have to go out the window. I was no. downstairs. We're Whereas this lad, you have to move oh yourself God. into quite a situation in order to do a poo-out you. you know, the
2: funny thing is, nowadays, I see him and he, he writes on a like a discussion board on, for Radio 4. And I think, don't give me all this intellectual bollocks. I remember the day you came in, got the top of my shaver, the plastic, you know, see-through thing. And I said, what have you done with it? And he was naked in my room. I said, what have you done with it? Nothing. I said, what have you taken? What have you taken? You've taken something. You've taken the top of my razor? He went, no. And she turned around and was propping his bum cheeks open. I can. <laughs> Never use that ever again. (laughs) So, if you're out there, TS, you know you are with your fancy Radio Four talk, you dirty bastard.
0: That is uh, wow. Whereabouts in the country is he based?
2: Uh, appropriately enough, Brown Hills in Birmingham. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, he was no, Mr. St. Mr. Kids. That's wh- that's where Mr. Kids Brown Hills. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he is. That's why I can't have a shave now because. Like... <laughs> anyway, that was <laughs> what him. Did he do that for? <laughs> oh, you know, what kids are like JAPES. at that age, japes, and it was all hilarious. <laughs> Bomb. anyway that's so kids if you go away if you go away to university or anywhere like that you'll be living with animals that, you will and if you you're will. Not, you're the animal yeah exactly if it's not someone else it's probably you <laughs> now let's speak well Christmas is in the air let's speak to Jared Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. jared christmas is with me here he's a man who does believe in the supernatural yeah the spiritual and he even says to me just now oh well how long have you got because this is not going to be a quickie strap in guys because we've got a story now and he's looking at me eyebrows eyebrows raised yeah i'm ready he's got something in the studio linda put on the spooky music jared please uh
4: so this happened when i was uh about 12 years old right and i would never had any I was desperate. I was desperate to have a ghost encounter. Right, okay, Desperate. Yeah. Um And uh, my parents had converted uh, the garage into a. I uh, back so they'd be converted to sort of Seventh-day Adventists <laughs> yeah. or something. Converted the garage, yes. Converted the garage, right. yeah. A little bit easier than converting your <laughs> right, life okay. to religion. Yeah. Um, and it, so it was a, a bedroom outside. And uh, so I had that, right? Is this in Oz or something? In New Zealand, oh, New yeah. Zealand, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll let that slide. Sorry. Um, but, uh, apologies for that. I'm in New Zealand. And... Uh, uh, it was middle of summer, and yeah. I was uh, sound asleep. And I had my uh, door open slightly because it was it was a warm night. Right. Okay. So my the door to my bedroom was open slightly. Right. And yeah. I heard the sound, and I was wide awake. It's pitch black. Right. And I hear this sort of wail, like a wailing sound. This is the bedroom outside, leading to the outside. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so i was suddenly, like, oh my god, this is a ghost finally this is right, ghost. great and yeah. i wasn't scared yeah i was excited right. i was like brilliant just remember how old you were 12 12 right. Right. So i think i'm going to get a chance to chat to someone who's dead this is amazing right, right. fantastic um, and we're in a suburb area right? right so it's not as if we're in the countryside or right. anything like that but i'm i'm on high alert yeah i'm just sitting up in bed and i'm thinking did i did i imagine it yeah. And then i hear it again I'm like, Oh my god, I've gotta find out what this is and I go outside, I hear it again, it's coming from sort of the front of the the front garden. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, Here we go this is gonna be amazing right, mate. okay and i keep hearing it this wail. this wailing sound. It's about three in the morning right right on a midweek not a fox
2: not nothing like that mate
4: i get out the front yeah and i can see like i can hear, i've located it yeah to like this tree big tree right, right. and i'm just thinking of course you know this tree's really ancient you know god knows what went on down there right. and as i get to the tree i hear it again and it was two cats f- and I was so, so disappointed. And I have been disappointed. <laughs> as disappointed and, as me. Me. I know. Hey, what you're feeling right now, I've lived oh, with this. God. I have lived with this. I'm now 44. Right. That's 30, 32 years, and I've not had an encounter, and I am angry And I'm frustrated and I'm starting to take it personal. Right. That the spiritual world. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you. First of all,
2: I see a lot of spirits. There's one right on your shoulder now. Really? Yeah. Can we talk talking F off. Very rude. But this, where we are tonight, York, as you pointed out to me just now, is a very, very haunted place. I recently did a documentary up here with the uh, paranormal investigations, York, Right. and I know for a fact there's a lot of ghosts here. What did you hear? There's something like 500? 500 confirmed. I read confirmed. Confirmed.
4: By who? By ghost... People. Ghost people. But yeah. I thought the York branch would know. Are they? Are they like? Are they, they are
2: very. They are very much like that. Although I will confess, there was something recently about. I think it's called the the unknown boy or something. And there's a there was a ghost there, and it was seen very very recently. A cycle, a cy- an actual bicycle moving down the street. And there's even footage that's on it. Even footage. I'll show you in a minute. And I got in touch with Paranormal Research York, and the woman says we have another phone of it now i thought she said there's a might be a rival company yeah yeah. don't they might just shove the bike and let it go for a bit there's a lot i mean this is the problem there are
4: charlatans there are charlatans of course and the technology has got so good now that we can be fooled very easily can't we
2: well look if anything happens tonight jared will you please come back to me and just let me know that you saw something I, i mean i have um
4: been in a theater once it's dark and they right. put the ghost light on, right? Um, and I have felt spooked out, right? But I don't know whether that's because something's there or I, I'm so desperate to see something, to, for something to my,
2: happen. My advice is to relax, relax on it, and these okay. things do these things do come to you. They're picking up, you know. They want to be sucked in. Yeah. All right. What? And I want to be sucked off. <laughs> Is that inappropriate for, for this? Well, I, said some sort of, I said there was some Nobody. sort of reward for doing this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's January Christmas. It was dirty, but it doesn't matter. Uh, two two cats f-ing and being sorted off. But you, I think you're probably round right about six or seven in the leaderboard with that. Oh really? No more than that. Come on then. Wait, <sighs> what's the uh, what's the highest rate? Who's got the number one spot? Well, currently, um, I tell you, it's currently. Who I just spoke to, spoke to Jake Lambert, just told me, and he's got uh, more. He's even going to come and do my show at the 100 Club, because he's got so many stories. Yeah, really pretty good, and I'll play it actually you later. Jerry Christmas, it's been a disappointment, but never mind, another time. That's my
4: life, mate, that's my life.
2: we're gonna go look we're gonna go to our our favourite medium Gordon Smith the psychic barber (laughs) helps you understand the spirit world here what about this should I give my ghost
0: (laughs) a Christmas present remembering his approach to uh, giving dear departed ones lunch at Christmas I I don't think he's gonna be pro present do you well let's see what Gordon Smith says about this he's such a
2: killjoy there's no actual spiritual stuff
0: should I give my ghost a Christmas present. I believe my house is haunted. There are lots of unexplained happenings, such as items getting moved, and sometimes I hear strange noises. Occasionally, I talk to my ghost. I feel we have a connection. I'd like to give them a present this Christmas, says Sean, 45, of Wolverhampton. Does this sound absolutely mad, or would the ghost appreciate a gift? Well, funny enough,
2: (laughs) for once, Gordon has surpassed himself, and actually shows some interest in the supernatural. He says, if the ghost is attached to the house then this gesture would have no effect but if you have a spirit close to you then any symbolic acknowledgement would be appreciated i'm sure oh you know i get a sense that this presence is connected to you i feel that the spirit is watching over you and trying to guide you in a very nurturing way so just say thanks and your words will be heard what would you buy a ghost as i mean you know no doubt the ghosts, whatever you buy it, will say, Oh yeah, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That's something but I can see straight through them. Literally. What um, what do you think? What would you get girls? What can <laughs> they wear? They can't wear clothes.
0: You can't we gonna get them a Terry's chocolate orange. Oh, for Christmas. It's, it's you very get? tricky, isn't it? Because I know they're often forgetting things. Maybe you get them one of them key rings that you can whistle for. Because yeah. they often sort of linger on stairs and stuff, don't they? What about if you got the book? What did I come down for? How to
2: pass over to the other side? That would be Just handy. leave it with him. Read that. Stop yeah. bugging me. Can he get off drugs? Oh, this is depressing. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't think this is a spiritual medium matter. This is, this is this is, is you know Jane on. Wallace who doesn't fuck about with her with her. She does not soft soap. This is what it is. I am a widow. After after losing my husband 14 years ago, my grandson uses drugs and has been on them for 17 years. The family is desperate. We would love to see him get well. Apart from his drug problem, he's a nice person. We found it hard to get help, but I pray for rehab, even though I don't have much money. hey, eh? I'm so desperate for help. Can you help? Rose, 75 London. The poor woman is oh, so desperate. She's asking, um, what's her name? Jane Wallace in this magazine. Look at this.
0: Ridiculous advice by. Ba- right. go on. This could actually be dangerous, this one. This so is let's, dangerous. Let's proceed with caution. Okay. He's not ready to help himself yet. Well, How you know what? How does she know that? I would be inclined to agree. But she doesn't know that, does she? She's been on him for 17 years, and she's the one talking about um rehab it's pointless okay. well, right linda, they've got to it linda, themselves linda once again is giving
2: this some proper thought thank you linda
0: he's not ready to help himself yet i feel he had a lot of trauma at the age of 12 there were major bullying issues he yeah. felt it was not good enough and his issues stem from there the problem is he enjoys his addiction he hasn't fallen far enough yet but that time will come he knows you and his oh. mum adore him his granddad who was his rock watches over him from above and he's trying to help him in spirit.
2: OK, let's move on from that because that's not a lot of fun, isn't no. it? <laughs> Sorry, folks at home. Is it time to move on? This is Jane Wallace again. I've worked as a healthcare assistant for seven and a half years and was recently promoted to the team leader. Good for you. Things were going great until early this year when a new patient moved in. She has constantly made false allegations about me, leading to investigations. Bloody hell. Do you see things improving? Michelle, 39, Northumbria. I would contact your trade union. Never
0: mind. Go on, look at this. Look. Unfortunately, says Jane. Jane, not knowing anything specific about the <laughs> Don't know situation. anything about it. This woman is a bully, but this is the push you need. You're surrounded by a lot of love from your family. You can soar. Yeah. Get some amethyst to help with oh, mental strength and yeah. jasper for more structure in your life and to take control. I would also suggest, just me, <laughs> maybe get yourself a new job first. Have do you seek legal advice? Yes. I can see a new job within three months, but, you know, you'll have your amethyst and jasper too. Yes, eat.
2: to go back to eat, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Still within the caring industry, but with more teaching and training. It's a job that you'll feel appreciated in and you will shine. I think that's...
2: That's rotten yeah, advice. Yeah, I do.
0: Because he'll make you look guilty, I think, if you go.
2: Yeah. Why don't she say, look, all Amethyst and Jasper aside, <laughs> go speak to the union, get some legal representation. This one's made false allegations that have led to investigations. Yes. That sounds very bloody serious. Irresponsible! Yeah. I'll tell you what we think about that, Jane Wallace. Oh, uh, you just... Oh, no, sorry. Wrong no, one. Sorry. Just a minute. Oh, I'll tell you, we think this about it. <laughs> Dreadful. Dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful, Jane Wallace. Awful. Right, listen, do you remember last week we had the stuff from uh, Haunted Truth about snuff mills? I've got to tell you, they instructed me to go and have a look at another video they've got which Mm. is called The Demon Poltergeist and it takes place in a little bungalow in Bristol and this is equally compelling stuff Uh, noises, uh, footsteps in the attic, at one point a toy, a little toy actually moves, you see all this stuff on their video I believe it, I think it's true and even you will believe it Linda have a listen to this
1: discuss it with my sons and my husband and a few friends. Well, you, you wouldn't tell anyone, they wouldn't believe you anyway. Sometimes it's just shut all the doors for a gong in there, But the dogs, usually your indication, they're barking like mad, so. So I've been invited to a location where there's no profit involved for the people there or myself.
5: No one ain't gonna watch this. They should watch it, but they're not gonna watch it. There's my footsteps downstairs, and I've been in the bedroom. I open the door, and there's no one there. No. Ah, is freaky. This isn't like, you know, the castle, or the dungeons, or, or anything like that. This is your everyday house. Yeah. But it's true, though. Mr. Skeptic, they see your face, and they don't want to watch it. No. The accusations and the stories of this place definitely put the hype and put you on edge. S- s- someone just whistling casually downstairs, and not whistling.
2: What the f- was that whistling?
1: You weren't whistling then, were you?
2: No, I can't even whistle. And so, I spoke to them, Mark and Chris, at Haunted Truth. These two are the real deal. I've watched their videos and I'll be honest with you when I started to when I first found out about you two I was reading Take a Break Fate and Fortune which I think does let the side down quite a lot. It's a supermarket magazine. Yeah. And how did they find how did they get old of you Take a Break Fate and Fortune?
5: Um so I think I think I contacted them after having clips, and I thought to myself, well, this is free advertising. You know what I mean? Indeed. You know? And they also paid us, so it's free advertising, and we got some money. Everything that was in the, the book, the story, is all true. It'll be, right. like Everything is well, true. It's funny.
2: it's funny you should say that, because I can tell you here and now that as a result of doing this interview, I will be giving you two the exclusive opportunity to purchase tickets to my tour which will be coming up so please please do feel free to purchase those and i'll be more than happy to say hello to you well i won't but i'll say that's great yeah please that's fine please feel free to buy those um tell me about the poltergeist one which is an absolutely incredible Um,
1: incredible episode before we go into that um we must stress that there isn't just us two in the team we're as a team of actual uh, five of us right okay so there's Josh and Billy and Dan as well. But when this house come along,
5: initially yeah. we, me and Mark were allowed in that house. Right. And then later Josh was allowed. We call it the poltergeist house right. or the divine poltergeist. Not because we necessarily believe that there's a demon or a poltergeist there. Yeah. It's because it's displaying what modern pop culture would call a poltergeist or a demon. <laughs> How did
2: you find out about that house?
1: Um, so, yeah, it was, we were, we were, he was sceptical. Yeah, the the owners of the house knew that, and they knew us, uh, so they they let us in. They said what would happen. We went in there. We listened to the story. Yeah, we kind of joked around a bit, like yeah, We thought, ah, come on, have it over. Like the pipes, having a man? Yeah, yeah. He,
2: uh, I I don't think that. I'm just saying what some of my yeah. listeners and my co-hosts would say. <laughs> The, silly the stories
1: that were coming from the house were were like some out of a horror film. Yep. They were claiming chairs were going moving around in the house and they were disappearing and reappearing in different locations. There were things being chucked around, moved around. They were being attacked by something they couldn't see. That kind of stuff. They were hearing noises everywhere. So we we sort of spent two nights there originally, mm. me and Mark, two whole full nights, That's and it. the stuff we witnessed. Doesn't make
5: sense, it doesn't make, it doesn't add up, not to what's normal, what physics says anyway.
1: All right, the
2: most compelling moment, a bit like the moving bell, a bit like, I know this wasn't your footage, the crucifix business, the most incredible thing that I nearly jumped out of my skin and thought, why have they let that go? Was that bloody thing moving, that toy that falls over the loft.
1: Yeah, it's heavy. I thought, it? just a
2: second. Yeah, it, it, it's not even like somebody is shaking the floor, it's actually, you can almost f- see something pushing it over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So
1: initially, I, I was recording up in the yeah. loft because he wanted to go down first. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt mm-hmm. ill. So he he didn't feel too good. He was right. talking a lot of the time up there. But the, the problem is it was dark up there and people go, well, why didn't you see it fall over? Here's the issue. It's night vision. And yeah. the flap of the camera was closed. So you don't see nothing. I could hear things.
5: I could hear something happening, but I didn't see it. So we look back on the footage. Yeah. And that, I mean, when we initially seen it, I think, you know, that was a moment for me where I even go, this bleep is real. This is real. Yeah. This and um, I I was flabbergasted by it. The owners were kind enough for me to actually take the toy home with me because my brain was racking. Yes. I was like, I need to yes. test this in my yes. own house. Yes. Um, I yes. tried, it, tried testing it with low batteries, ball batteries. It's actually a toy that does dance. Oh, so it does move. It, yes, yeah, it yeah, does it move, does. but it's weighted on the bottom. Right. And I have not been able to try and sort replicate the huge... Yeah this balance it does it's it's kind of like trying to push a a, what are they called those warbles you know the wobbles. yes yes, yes. imagine trying to push one of those over and it stay over that's like this toy it's weighted on the bottom see we can argue that with people
1: so we kind of had to go back there and experience it again so we took josh with us and it's called the demonic poltergeist we called the episode we didn't call that and they called it that's what they wanted the the owners wanted to call that episode the demonic poltergeist it sounds right. a bit like that because we're like then claiming what it is but we're not really it's, it um, sounds
2: a bit melodramatic but it actually yeah. it's true it, it it does seem that for people who don't want their house all over the internet they're certainly keen to give it a, a, a top billing
1: aren't they the demonic poltergeist. well they they don't claim this is true they don't claim no in themselves to anyone they right. don't claim no money off of what they do. They don't want no money off, of, they don't even want to be known. They don't want the exposure, they don't want to be known
5: at all. I'm under non-disclosure, so um, I can't even wow, say where all, Yeah,
1: yeah. But after they've seen it go onto YouTube and uh, the everyone's sort of like being very friendly and nice and we, we sort of captivate a really good audience in to watch it and, you know, even on our Discord, there's people very supporting what we do. Yeah. Um, they have kind of lightened up a little bit. And they like the idea of, you know, letting people in, slowly over time, you know, Mm -hmm. to have an experience. There is actually a video we've done called The Interview. Living with 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 a Poltergeist. Yeah, it's on our YouTube channel, Living with a Poltergeist. We we interview the owner and you can watch it. And you can hear what she says, you can hear everything she goes through. We ask her questions and she explains everything. Well, the biggest question to her must be, was that you whistling in the kitchen at the start?
2: We did think We that. did think that. And
5: I, I went thought it there was. And she went, I can't even whistle.
2: And I'm like... Well, we, yeah, I mean, she would say that, wouldn't she? I can't yeah. whistle. But the down. weirdest
5: whistle wasn't even that one. It was the one when I'm upstairs. Yes, yes. And he's gone, because you can hear the doors as he's coming through downstairs. So yeah. I know he's gone downstairs. And then literally behind me on the banister, it went... <laughs> And you know what? I was at a point where I was so tired and racked with everything that was going on. I think my reaction was, Chris, I just whistled again. Yes. It was yes. late when it was really, It was like... Yeah, we were You were just at a point in your brain where it's like, like you don't even conceptualise where you are and what's going on. Well, I honestly think, though, the
1: most compelling is the demonic one where we went back with Josh, the demonic yes. episode. That yes. night left Josh ill. Like, he w- he didn't even speak to us for days and days after. What he went through that night there yeah. changed him completely because he was statically charged, wasn't he? Mm. And there was no reason for it. Like, his hair was standing up on end on his head. He had, like, huge amounts of static going off. He was even going under lights and they were turning really? on.
5: Which, by the way, is scientifically possible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> would- sometimes there's a real spark between me
2: and my co-host, Linda, but that's just because of my... Um- fake hair and polyester jacket anyway listen i've got to tell you i'm absolutely blown away by you two what else have you got in the pipeline for us to see
5: we're coming up soon we're going to woodchester mansion hopefully uh fingers crossed it doesn't rain or there's no wind or there's no complications but that is right. where we're heading woodchester mansion we're, we're where,
2: where, that. Is, that?
5: where is, that. is that where is, is that where is um it's
2: in gloucester there's a lot of ley lines down there in the southwest where you two are aren't there yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know how much I believe on ley lines.
2: What what do you um, what do you, what where do you see this going? I mean, are the DSS on it? You going? Why don't you get um, a proper we, job? We,
1: we, right. So we wanted truth to come out because we're we're you go on the internet and it's absolutely fatuated with yeah. fake and nonsense. Yes. Let's be honest there, right? So we wanted something real to deliver. So we originally started out. Let's just debunk everything.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was meant to be the debunking show. And I the whole purpose was we're gonna go to that place and, and I'm gonna explain at the end of the videos, actually I believe this is pipes. And then when I started seeing things that didn't seem to make any sense with the laws of physics, yeah, it's now a position of okay, something is greater going on in this universe, whatever that thing might yes. be. Yes we're just exploring it and studying it and putting it out to people. And now it's mm-hmm. up to the viewers' decide. So yourself, you could think one thing, but then someone else might think a different thing. That's entirely up to them. I want to thank you very, very much, fellas. Best of luck with everything you're doing.
2: Thank you. Please do come and see me. I'm going to be down in Bristol doing my show at some point, my new tour.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds good.
2: Yeah, we'll tell your face
5: then. All right. Well <laughs> 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 lots of love. Lots of love. We're, do, Thank we're you. still shocked for even talking to you. So you know, we're still like, oh, oh. what
1: the hell is this?
2: Did you, you hear that, <laughs> listeners? Do you hear that, listeners? That's that's great.
1: All right, lots
2: of love, fellas. Namaste.
1: Thank you. Bye.
2: Well, we've reached the end of episode 40. We've got two fantastic episodes coming up. Yeah, uh, we've not made them up But yet. we've not made them up yet. 41 and 42 will be just round the corner. the name's gone!
0: What are you going to be doing now, Linda, now you leave this place? <laughs> when I go away from this hallowed place... Yes. ..I will be begrudgingly thinking about Christmas and wondering what the oh hell God. I'm going to get for the people who are... I've got everything. i are ungrateful. I do
2: not need anything. Just some Jasper and Amethyst oh, to solve me problems. I put you on the list, but well, OK, good to know. OK, what would you like for Christmas? Oh, God. A really nice sleep. Oh, the poor thing. That's such an elderly thing to say, I isn't know, it? But, yeah. What about a, a, a mono slipper or something like that? Yeah, that would do you. I'll now, have a mono slipper and a sleep. Do you know when people don't do, do you know what I can't bet? I'm gonna have a duvet day. <laughs> Watch Harry Potter and a duvet day. Come on. You think the Germans are having a duvet day? Do the Japanese? No, they're not. They're grafting. The Germans already got a proper word for it, haven't they? Like, das duvet. <laughs> duvet dient. Duvet dient. <laughs> The Germans. They don't. They don't do such a thing. The Germans. They were too busy I working.
0: They've got a word, and I can't remember what it is now. But the translation of it is brilliant. A word for the amount of weight you put on through comfort eating during periods of strife and or sadness, and it's called sadness bacon.
2: Really? Yes
0: bloody hell, I think
2: I do that there's something I like, it's a nice bit of eating for comfort, as I I told you before, when I go on my tours uh, I often, you know have a nice lot of food and my mate Jim came to see me in Sheffield with his son, who plays for bloody Tottenham Hotspur, he's in the under 21s at Tottenham Hotspur, and they came to see me and they they were very excited to see the show and they thought I'd be very, very nervous, (laughs) they found me in this Italian restaurant, eating a calzone, that my mate Jim described as, uh, like a Platform shoe, tucking <laughs> like, into this bloody thing, and his son, who's like a, a well-trained athlete, was like just, just sinews. He couldn't, yeah, he couldn't believe it. He's going, why are you having that now? He's about to go on stage. I said, I need a bit of comfort for I'm not going. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I do like I do like to go What's the word? It's for has got nerves. Squash him with cheese. Oh God, it's so lovely, but you do need it. Then sometimes you get on stage, you feel a bit sluggish. That's the only thing. Yeah, it's
0: called something like sadness bacon that that's sadness bacon.
2: One. Yeah, I won't take it.
0: Oh, er, schme- schmeck, isn't it? That's what they call bacon schmeck. schmeck yeah. schmecken So what's sad? Sad and schmeck. Schneid and schmecken. <laughs>
2: But it's like my, you know, my, my book, um, Clinton Baptiste, Probes Our Souls, which came out last year. That yeah. has recently been translated into the German. Oh, yeah. So for Christmas, be sure to pick up a copy of Clinton Baptiste, Suspreiden Sie die Arzenkuchen, which you will find in Waterstones and a number of good ones. Anyway, we we'll are see you Amy. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Goodbye until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye then. Thanks, obviously, to Linda Pollock. Also to Jared Christmas, to Chris and Mark from Haunted Truth, to Glow, for this lovely play-out music, accompanied by Archie Levy. Listen, why don't you please come to see us at the 100 Club in London, Sunday the 28th of January and Sunday uh, the 11th of February. It's a fantastic show, Clinton Baptiste Sunday sales. Go to wegottickets.com and look for... Yeah, I'm gonna let you know. Look for Clinton Baptist Sunday Seance.
3: Take it slow, take it slow, take it slow.
2: Please don't forget, I'm I'm going on tour. Why don't you come and see me? Rollergoaster, my first solo UK tour for three years all over the country. Go to clintonbaptiste.com forward slash tour. Come and see me, for Christ's sake. Namaste.
1: Don't shoot the messenger.
2: all right Fade now.